meeting is being recorded. Love it. That's the intro. It's the best theme song out there. It's the best theme song out there. Um, you know, a lot of uh, slick, overly produced content out there, but we're uh, we're bare bones. Raw. Raw. Jesus. Um, speaking of raw, when are we ever going to have a week in the grotto that isn't intense? I know the off season means absolutely nothing. <laughs> I mean, like I'm not I'm not demanding time. Okay, uh, I'm throwing some things out there, here and there, but it's not. I mean, there shouldn't be much strategy to it. It shouldn't be you know much urgency or or stress around it. But, People find stress you know, in everything. The way I love to create as much as I as I do, you guys love to collect it as much as you do. <laughs> you <know>? Sure do. <laughs> so, you know, this is supposed to be a week um, where we don't have much going on. You know, we had some scheduled stuff. We, we, we had an award show that we knew we were going to get, you know, sort of get out of the way. Um, you know, this thing occurs to me. And we're going to talk about that first, I think. We'll talk about ephemera, right? Uh, but it occurs to me just as as this necessary piece of of what we've really been looking at. It's what we talked about with with FOMO Boy, right, a couple weeks ago. But this idea of sort of laying out as much I'm not going to call it content, right, but it's as much information about the breadth of this project as we can, right. And so it's where we do this pod. You know, we, we talk about the things as they happen. Um, it's it's where the grotto itself is become sort of evangelists for it, right? And that 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 comes out in the way that it's just you know it's a part of their daily life, and they talk about it with others. Okay, but but I feel that there's so much going on that we need to. I got to start laying it down. I got to start memorializing it a little. And so it occurred to me um, that the best way to do that is to put it on the blockchain, which is, you know, over the weekend, um, Neil Queen Jones, who's, you know, an amazing part of the grotto, a key, key figure in the grotto, um, handles the, the social media for the grotto, you know, 333 grotto account, autonomously, independently, right? Um, but he 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 was working on this piece that was just a furthering of the narrative a little bit. You know, he bounces stuff off of me, and I I can sometimes I say you just run with it, and sometimes I say you know now nah, there's there's some specific here that we want to be playing with, right? But he builds out a, a full half page above the fold Washington Post where he writes like the beginning of three fucking articles. <laughs> Every word. I mean, like, imagine a newspaper to the fold, and it's 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 astounding. So he does this uh, about the fact that Ivan de Jesus, um, who's awaiting trial, has been a victim of the criminal justice system, where he's you know this idea of due process is it really happening? We know this in in the real world, right? We got kids locked up, just fucking losing their life waiting on some nonsense charge okay but innocent until proven guilty right 
innocent until proven guilty. And yet, if they don't have the means, they just sit there. And so we got Ivan de Jesus just sitting there. What, nine months now? What's his bail set at? There was no bail granted. Wow. That is unprecedented. Well, this is what happens when you have, you know, lawyer. Nobody, nobody stood up for him. Nobody argued. And he's a sub. He, th- he thinks he deserves this. Where's accidentlawyers.tez when you need them? <laughs> right? We need, we need some, one of the, the, the lawyers.tez to, to hop in. That's for damn sure. And so, so Neil puts this piece together. And it's just this moment where I'm like, you know what? This is going to go. He's going to throw it up on Twitter. It's going to get some likes and some shares. And then it's just sort of going to sort of float away. And Neil, obviously, the, he dedicates a portion of his week to all this stuff. But we have other people in the grotto who are just constantly playing with my art. Okay, Lucha Abercadaver, uh, you know, professional wrestler extraordinaire. He he's like the best at it. Just for on the fly, quick throw up something, uh, make us laugh in the grotto during an LFG, right? Um, we just the, the overall experience of an LFG live is so much more than when you're listening on on the recording, right? Because it's sort of improv. It's like jazz. It's like people in and out trying to get me to to you know change my train of thought or or acknowledge it, right? There's this like well, it's interesting because it's not only just a voice chat, but there's a running dialogue going in the Discord too with gifts and you know people having side conversations, and it's exactly. more than just a vo- you don't capture that with the recording. So being there is a different experience, right? And so so we have all of these these things that are happening around the art, and and I don't I don't think people get this right. I'm the baseball card art guy. I'm the, oh the grotto. We know they're crazy. Oh, yeah, he sells things very high priced. Oh, he's one of the Tez guys. I mean, I, but, but until you're around it, until you see it, you don't understand that it's like layer, 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 right? And so I want to start telling that story. And so we, I just have started this week minting what I'm calling ephemera, right? So ephemera, of course, are things that are not meant to be saved, right? Uh, ephemera is, is, is your printed material that was meant to represent a moment, like a a gig poster or a flyer to an event or a ticket, like a printed ticket, okay? Um, These things that that were like fleeting, they're just a moment. Now, some people collect them in real life, right? A lot of people collect old shit. Uh, And so there's, they've like assigned a value to them that wasn't really there, right? But they're not, these are things that are not made to stand the test of time. And so, I decided to go back through the grotto, go back through threesomes, you know, not just my tweets, but tweets around the project, engagement, photos of us at at IRL grottos, right? Interaction. And so I've built up quite the archive and we're doing, if I, if I find myself with, with 15 minutes where I don't have anything to do, which is not true, but if I've decided I'm not doing the things I need to do, I'll quick, like run through and take a look at some of this stuff and just grab it. And we, we set up a little archive. Neil, Neil's done, he went through a bunch and did his own. And and it's nice to have sort of different perspective. I mean, there's stuff he threw in there, but I'm like, I'm not putting that out there. Yeah. Okay. But there's other stuff where I didn't even, it wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't have grabbed that because it didn't, it didn't resonate 
in the way it did for him, right? Not being me. And so, so we're putting all this together. So every day or two, I'm minting something or mint a couple things in a day or whatever. And they're just sitting in this new wallet. Um, and they give a little insight into what it is that's out there. They're not in chronological order. They're, they're just thrown out there. And then I'll just distribute them. It doesn't matter how, but, but you know, we've had a, different, a couple different ways that I'm just going to toss them out there. I'm never going to charge for them. One did sell already on secondary, of course, because that's, you know, that's people want to buy them. They're offered. I have an offer out on the one that I don't have right now. I mean, why not? Right. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I acknowledge them as threesomes mints. Okay. Um, but I don't even go into the declaration of future utility because I don't want it to be a focus. I don't want this to be something that you guys are fighting each other over to get. Like, you know. Because you're not going to get them all. There's going to be like a lot of no. them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's going to be hundreds. I mean, it should just go on. It should just be this 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 archive, this record of. It's a shoebox of concert tickets and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, right. It's 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 a scrapbook, right? Yeah. It's a yeah. memory box or whatever. I mean, yeah, it's exactly what it is of things that were not supposed to be kept, and so. It's that's you know I, I mentioned it during one of the LFGs. I'm like, don't fucking start throwing shit up thinking you're making ephemera, right? It has to be natural. It's got to be just just our regular lives, okay? Um, I know you guys, and I know that some of you are gonna want to be featured, but I can see through that. I can tell when somebody's gonna try to to pander into ephemera right yeah and that's not the point of um, this it's it's to capture candid things that happen in the moment that weren't trying to become ephemera and yeah you'll be able to spot that right exactly how far and back have you rolled through the old grotto discord oh i mean i've been through through everything at some point i mean i've got different ways that i just kind of go and take a look i just randomly throw a data and then go look at everything that happened that day a lot of this came one of the main reasons that this was sort of front of mind was because for the last, what, you know, five or six weeks, a lot of the pod was about going back and rehashing mechanics that made me take a look at the way you guys were reacting. Right. Right. The things that you were saying and, and, and these moments. And I mean, it's, it's fun. It's genuinely fun, especially for those of us that have lived it for a year three months or whatever, right? To go back and and like remind yourself of these little bits and pieces of what this project is, right? Um, in ways that be, because, you know, Foamboy Boy said it very well when he's like, there, there aren't projects out there that the artist influences the community and the community influences the art in ways that we really do there's the, the creation of the grotto and the living out the, the 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 grotto ethos as we do applying it to our lives is the project right that's as much a part of 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 the art i mean you know i it kind of reminds me of like the 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 yogi berra quote right where it's like the guy's 50 percent this 50 percent that and 50 percent this sounds like american baseball yeah, but it's that idea, right, that we always say that, you know, 
the the utility is as much as the painting is as much as the performance is as much and we just we have like all of these layers that aren't just as important to the whole project that nobody if you're not in it can understand well that's what's so great about the ephemera for like new people that come in they can kind of catch on to some of the inside jokes that happen because there's a ton of inside jokes within the grotto but you can be a part of the joke too if you read through ephemera and understand that when someone says I'm good, it's in reference to texts like, right. you know, not accepting that offer right after you bought it or like, you know, the, the cunt gif of, you know, yes, daddy, like, where did that come from? I had forgotten that that was even cunt. And I don't even yeah. know how you went back and found the original one that he sent. That's what made me start thinking, like, what do you pick like a, a moment, you know, a year ago and then just start reading like how, like, how you find this stuff is insane. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, there's something top of mind. And I have, you know, I, I think I have 145 of them set aside right there. <laughs> you know? uh, and that's light work. Yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, I mean, you know, we've been doing this day in, day out for 450 days, right? Like living our lives is a part of it for 450 days. So 145 moments from those days, you know, but these are things that, that you guys know I'm obsessed right now with time. Okay. And I'm obsessed with understanding all of the future that lies ahead and, and grasping that rather than the mad dash. And I believe that it's a, one of the problems with the NFT space is the mad dash. And never looking back. Right. Okay. And that's what we're focusing on right now. Looking back, building that foundation for the newer people that come in and refresh the memories of the people that have been here for a while. Like how many people remember the jokes about coffee G's mom? Like that right. was, that was in the grotto for a long time, you know, and right. new people have no idea. They've got no idea of it. And, um, you know, it's funny because there are sort of flows to it, right? We get hung up on, on certain stickers that get used, right? There's, you know, but if you go, if, if you take, a lot of people just go to the most recently used stickers and throw it up. But if you go look through those, even the stickers created so far, the grotto specific stickers for Discord tell a story of the evolution of the project. You know, a lot of people don't realize there's one that we used to use, it's called SUS, right? And we used to use it all the time for just like a little goofy, you know, what is that? People didn't know at the time or very few did, right? That that was Dino. Like that, that's Dino there in that, in that picture from a goofy picture of me dressed as Ric Flair. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but they take that and now, you know, and now Dino's a team owner and he's, he's more and more involved. He's obviously involved in the back end quite a bit, uh, helping out as my assistant on this stuff. And so, you know, for people to weave that together, it's impossible without a little guidance. And I think Ephemera is going to do that. And it's going to be this sort of thing. Look, I, one of the main kickers for me in deciding full-blown to jump into this, and then as I shared it, the very person who I'd had similar conversations with came and was like, I'm going to do this. But one of our major collectors tells me on occasions, he'll say, you know what? I don't think a day goes by that I won't just look through my collection. 
and look through your output, right? And he's like, I go and I just want to, I just want to look through cat moms and I want to look at them and admire them together and see what's going on, right? And he says, or I'll just go and I'll look through, you know, three series in a row and what was happening there, what's being told and what's changing and, and on and on, right? I do it myself. I mean, I painted the fucking things. And I'm constantly in the collection, right? And so I, I had that in mind, that this would be the sort of thing that you would look through in sort of those nostalgic moments, okay? You have that, you know, maybe it, it, you've been away from the grotto for a few days, and you can just open up your phone, go to the ephemera wallet, and just kind of leaf through a year and a half worth of, of, of grotto stuff, right? In that very, and, and that's the thing, this project evokes that, I believe, right? It's supposed, I mean, from the art side, nostalgia is a huge play of it. It's this idea of forced nostalgia, right? But isn't it something that we are really building up our own sense of time and memory and nostalgia? Okay. And it's funny, funny thing. I said it the last couple of weeks. We have people who were here last year who long for that grotto because the grotto evolves. The space evolves, the project evolves, the world evolves, the economy evolves, right? But there are people who are like, oh, I wish, I wish it was the grotto when we would just talk, you know, mad shit to each other and, and you know, make, you know, off-color jokes. And I miss that because the grotto's grown up a little bit, right? Um, think about that. I mean, what what <laughs> what other NFT projects do you have that that have major evolutions like that, where we almost have like generations of the project? I haven't seen another one that I know of. I mean, being in for 450 days, it seems like the longest 450 days ever. Like, <clears throat> I can't believe that's just a year and a half. Like. It feels like we've all known each other for a lot longer than that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and, and here we go. This is another thing to, to, to sort of acknowledge that's been happening. Swipes are, are happening, man, right? I mean, we've got a lot of people making that leap and saying, now's the time to do it. I got to get into that level of it. Well, I'd say it's like every time there's a, a Twitter space or a new LFG that's public or for the bleachers, someone gets it so it, it clicks for someone every time and they go out and throw a huge offer on a swipe and i think the twitter space with Ratro really clicked with a couple of people who want that irl grotto experience and you know having a swipe allows you to do that so i think that in itself persuaded a lot of people to where i think two swipes sold after that right yeah 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 two swipes sold that same day like within within a couple hours like one you could tell finished the spaces and they went and bought a swipe yeah and then the other was like sort of this negotiation around it but those were free those were free they were they were free and other than dot pigeon okay the swipes both 33 and, and regular edition are the highest transacting you know highest volume of sales of all my work which is this weird little thing and then i'm a painter and yet screenshots of my phone <laughs> that's gonna be a weird blow to the ego or something it's a little bit but it represents more than that yeah well but it's also 
very much my first conceptual piece. Well, it displays what utility can be, you know, like an NFT can be a piece of art with a painting on it, or it can be this utility token that allows you to get into IRL Grotto, access to the Discord, you know, new channels, the ability to now declare free agency. Like it's a, it's a gated aspect that, you know, not everyone can really nail in the NFT land. I'm like, cause they can be so many different things. By holding it. Okay. You're there. There's the possibility that it takes something else that's held by you and others and makes that thing something more. That, that the person who doesn't hold the swipe, it isn't, right? Because a swipe holder may have access to something that will reference another piece that this, the non-swipe holder, even though they have that other piece, can't come into, right? Well, we see that happen all the time. There's a swipe holders only drop. Okay, these are the requirements and this is what happens. Okay. We're seeing it with Fosogs now. Right, yeah, yeah. Fosogs is, you know, you can go outside of the grotto and you can go into Fosogs and you can you can buy with those guys, right? Um, but if you want to buy it at the grotto and you want to buy it in three penny, you've got to have a swipe. Or you can like use Bitcoin or whatever the fuck that coin is. That shit <laughs> like Bitcoin is like three penny, but for boomers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the same thing with girlfriends, right? Didn't you have to have a swipe to, to have a girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I like the idea that, like, that's the next level of commitment. And people are starting to realize, like, having a swipe opens you up to all these side quests that I'm guessing are, are building towards this further narrative of the project. Um, it's just a lot of fun. And, like, why not participate at that level? You know, it's like 400 TEDs at this point, maybe. And that's like 800 bucks. And then you're in. Right. Which you're in, it, if at any point you need to get out, guess what's pretty goddamn liquid? Your swipe. 100%. You'll get at least what you paid for, if not more. Like they only go up from what I've seen. Right. Okay. And so, yeah, you're, if you're at all interested in, in, in my project and in what I'm doing, okay, and understand that there's, there's people that stick their toe into the water to see what I'm about. And then there are people that are swimming in that fucking water. Right. And, and we're biting toes. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you have any, any inkling that this is a place you want to be hanging, you need, you need to make that, that move. Right. Um, but we're seeing it over and over again. I mean, at this point, I believe there are only 55, swipes that are out there you know there are 120 unique active swipe holders okay there's only 175 of them now those 55 luch has multiples beer has multiples okay miz has miz just sold one actually i was gonna say miz had two and you know but you've got people that have two three four five six okay i have i'm the biggest holder of them between me and the vault right um but there are very few now floating around. Okay. Can those be earned by anyone? Um, they, yeah, they've been given out. I had 33 of them in the vault and it was, it's a state, it's written on it. You know, yeah. it's in the description that they will be handed out. Right. So 
door gang, um, anybody in door gang that I, that, that I, I told them, I said, you know, there's 65 guys in door gang. And I said, anybody who's interested and is, is going to, by doing this, I'm giving you this thing. Okay. But that means when we drop a form, when we do something like that, okay, that you're committed to it. And so that's basically the coders team was born out of those like 13 people in door gang that said, yes, we want to do that. Anybody that got one of those swipes ended up buying in to the franchise. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, they are a shitty team. <laughs> they, they've got, they've now got a, a handicap even on top of things, right. Having lost their GM. Um, but they're there and they're supportive, you know, maybe they're, it'll make when, them stronger. You know, maybe they'll come back in this season with a new, new general manager. Have a moment. They, they also have a, you know, they do a very specific NFT approach over there, right? But we'll say this. Some of them are very influential. And whenever news breaks about threes, they're tweeting it. You know, they're sharing it. They're expanding that reach. There are people who, who are exposed to it in ways that our little circle doesn't have going on. But... Theoretically, I mean, I've I've done it. I've given out swipes to people that have deserved them. And I can see people that have multiples that own a team at some point could use that as like an MVP token or however they want to use it, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, I bought a bunch of them back. I bought nine of them, I think, back from Paper Hands. Over About time. a year ago. Yeah. 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 Like in September, um, I, I went up to paint in the mountains for a while. And uh, while I was up there, I I just went and cleaned up the floor one day, bought a bunch of them and had a lot of people very pouty that I had taken it because I came back from those mountains and then locked down the grotto. You just swiped to get in, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, famously, somebody sold the very first one for 30 toes a minute and a half after it hit their wallets. Sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, we still get somebody the other day <laughs> take an offer on their commemorative. <laughs> People okay. don't, they never learn. It's hilarious that like we're, we're taught these lessons, but we're taught them over and over again. And someone new has to learn it the hard way. I mean, it's comical to me. I think it's for people that don't know that was a commemorative for the one year anniversary of the original swipes, correct? Right. And so anybody who was on the original drop sheet, okay, that still had one, got it. Okay. Well, I'm glad I sold mine for two hundred, bought back in at three hundred, and got my commemorative. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and there were, you know, some people had given them away initially the idea was you should give them away it was implied if you and had a 33 because then right, you kind of double yeah right exactly and so people had done that okay uh some of those people sold them like you right but anybody who had done that that's still in the project and i made sure of that when i looked through okay and i um so i, I had like i threw a little safety valve in there to make sure that that 
those who were uber committed were not left out, right? And that is if they had graduated to the new 33s, okay, that was where we made sure the new 33s got one, right? And so um, there was only one person who at the end of the day had had um, moved their original swipe out of the wallet that was originally dropped into into a vault that I didn't know about. I know almost all the vaults, and now this one, I'm like, oh, I got to keep track of this one too. But um, I had minted two extras, put one in in, for, in the vault, and I put one in my wallet. And so when he was like, uh, maybe it's too late, but I moved mine, I'm like, here you go, there you go, you're taking care, of, right? Boom. Um, and so, but it's 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 nice that that it's a recognition of of those who kind of got it. Now the crazy thing is. There were only 142 distributed. 33 of them were locked up in the vault at first, right? I just gave out 90 of them, okay? So that's only 52. Let me see real quick. I want to I, I get this number right. So that means about but, 52 people were new off the drop sheet that ended up getting swipes. Well, um, no, 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 no. That's that's saying that I'm, I'm, what I'm about to throw down on you is sort of insane, okay? The idea that there were only, if 90 of them stayed where the original one was, right? And then 42 were sort of obviously moved out or sold or something, right? It's way more than 42 transactions. In other words, these swipes get bought and sold and bought and sold and bought and sold and bought and sold. Um, I'd love to see the volume on that. That's, that's what I'm checking right now. Do you own an NFT biker piece or did you I, get I mean, grandfathered into those tools? Um, there are certain tools, 75 trades on, on, on chain, 75 on chain trades of the, the uh, Grotto edition, 14,915 God damn, for something that was free. Yeah. And that's on chain. We know, we, we know of others that are, were dealt with off, right? Yeah. We just, yeah. you know. 15,000 in change uh, transacted around. Um, I mean, the, the 33s, which were also given away, the the highest one sold for $17,000, right? We had a $17,000 sale, a $5,000 sale, um, a number of, like, the, the one was in a package for $13,000. Right? NFTs and stuff, right? Yeah, NFTs and stuff. So 13,000, 17,000, 5,000, and then three at around 2,000 tests. And those are interesting in that there, there was a lot of money there to exit if you did it then, okay? But there's far more money in not having exited and participating. <laughs> right? Exactly, yeah. Um, and so it's, it's sort of one of these things. It's one of those weird situations where you have people who were like, no, nah, I'm not going to participate, but I'm not going to sell. And then at the end of the day, they were given a number of options at the end to sort of convert them into something of value. Right. But at the end of the day, they're left with a souvenir. Right? And Ratro willingly kept one as a souvenir. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ratro was like, I know what this is be worth, will be worth, but I, I want one as a souvenir, even though it has no utility or whatever, right? Uh, no implied utility. And so 
but it's, it's one of those weird things, right? Where it's like, we have people who are at the top of the heap, August 22nd of last year, right? Who then sort of themselves into obscurity, right? Which is a, a part of it. Um, and that's that is this dynamic that's here now in that you can play yourself into obscurity, but you can also, you can either return from the ashes of Phoenix, okay? We have redemption stories. We do, right? Or you can be in the shadows and emerge FOMO boy style, okay? You can just be kicking around, not really paying attention, and then get it one day to the next and now go, oh, I should, I should be in this. So you can, you can go from non-existence of security to, to rise to be one of the, one of the greats. It's built so that there's, there's the possibility for movement and growth and, and improvement. Cause it's, you know, in, in life there should, you should have extra chances. Shouldn't fuck yourself up. And that should be, that's the end. Right. Um, and you should always be able to better your position. I think there's fewer and fewer people who are just holding on for the, you know, the, the distant future and they're fading into obscurity. Like there, most people are playing at this point, I feel like. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, 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 and it's what we sort of ask of them and the reward is, you know, endless. Right. And can but, you reiterate uh, this point for me? Like during season, you have to be a free agent or on a team to even like get any holder utility, right? Like that's gone now. Yeah. You've got to be participating. When we get to, to full wallet connect, um, you've got to basically opt in to, to holder utility. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so we've, as we've developed a more and more dedicated group, right. Over the course of a year, as people, got it and people started putting so much energy and so much time so many resources into it right there reaches a point where it's an extreme disservice to the project okay to include certain holder rights for for non-participation okay because especially with the, the, the concept of compounding utilities Right now, going back, just think about this. I was looking at it. We've got we've got the newest ephemerament, which is Cunt's debut of Yes Daddy. Right. That was on September 23rd of last year. He came in, okay, came into the grotto on August 22nd, the day of the swipes. Okay, I had tweeted out. Something along the lines of, hey, if you're in the grotto or interested in being in the grotto, you better fucking put your Tez wallet in the Verify channel. That's all I said. Cunt, who's never bought anything, but whatever, you know, he wasn't in the project, he wasn't doing anything. Whatever reason, we can have him on someday uh, to tell us how and why, right? For whatever reason, his he comes into the grotto and his first post is putting his wallet in the in there on the 22nd. His next post is on the 23rd saying, oh my God, thanks for the airdrop. A swipe. <laughs> okay? Because he followed 
directions. Simple directions at that. When we talk about you got to be engaged, you got to be around, you got to be a part of this, okay? Yes, we have people who spend 40 hours a week running their, their, their participation in the grotto or more, okay? We also have people who spend seven minutes a week and don't miss a form and don't miss a thing that I say, hey, do this or don't miss anything, okay? Guess what? They're in good standing. Guess what? They're participating. Guess what? They get all the utilities. People who don't care about the project don't find it interesting that I'll say, hey, how are you doing today, guys? <laughs> okay? <laughs> or whatever, okay? They're not in the project. When you and say so, in the project, it it's like performance art where it, you are performing and part of the project. And that's why this increased scrutiny on like participation is a major piece because you're part of the project. You have to show up, at least put in your seven minutes, you know? <laughs> well, and the, you put in your seven minutes, you're part of it. And also, let's not forget, okay, your shit's worth more than it was when you got it. Significantly significantly okay it's worth that much more when you participate right what it allows you to do what it grants access to what it does for you right and so look in the past early on uh we had holders that would hit we didn't know who they were didn't know how to contact them didn't do that and so they on a wheel wouldn't pay their one tez to get it wouldn't pay it wouldn't pay right and so then that took away a slot for somebody else to get it. Who does? Who's there? Does. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's where the, the move here is saying, we got a lot of people that put some effort in. How about we don't punish them by giving out what they've earned to people who don't give a fuck? Right. You can keep your tokens and not have any utility. And guess what? They're a speculative asset that might be worth a lot of money someday. Play that right. game. Play that game. And you have people who, who want to play the utility who are willing to buy them. This is the thing. This is where it makes perfect sense to me. And also, we've talked about this. I, I've, I've looked at, at larger projects that I feel cut themselves off at the knees by allowing people who didn't give a fuck about anything but the money to continuously get the money. You see it all the time. Yeah, the idea of I paid the least to get in, I am simply harvesting all of the benefits, and I'm not a part of the project, okay, I think is the worst misuse and misinterpretation of holder utility. Also, the idea of holders are widely poorly understood here, okay? Um but I am a large proponent of the last guy in the door who pays the most deserves perhaps the most utility, right? Right. Because, because he's already paying off the early people by spending the most. Okay. Right. I didn't have to pay $800 for a swipe. You know, right. like I didn't pay for a 33 
I was, you didn't have to declare free agency to play in the early days from X's to Cardinale. I was in on every drop without having to pay any kind of upfront fees. And now you have to pay three penny to play. And that in, in your mind, in my mind, brings them up to that level. They've paid their dues to now they're even playing field with the oldest members at that point. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and should be recognized as such. Right. Um, and yes, there's, there's something to be said about being here since day one. Okay. And we love it and we acknowledge it. And those who participate, who have been here since day one, walk around like gods. They're, they are legends within the grotto. Like, you know, who the staples are. Yeah, they are. Okay. And the bulk of them, Okay, we just we just had this this event this week where we we had Ratro on on uh, LFGP talk about it, right? Those those people who have been to every real life grotto, there's seven of them. Seven times that I've gone out publicly as threes and said, "Come on and join me," right? We've got one that's been to all seven. We've got two that have been to six of the seven. Okay, three that have been to five of the seven. Okay, those six people. Okay. Guess what? They're all owners. They're all leading the project. They all have my ear at any moment. They all can be anywhere in the world and a drop happens. Okay. And I got them. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Because guess what? They have been here. They have spent, they have, have, are, are as much a part of the fabric of everything as anybody. And not a single person in the grotto. Okay, unless you're maybe here day one and you're like, I don't understand who these people are, what's going on, looks at that and goes, oh, those guys are fucking just gold brick in the project. <laughs> you know, no, it's like you, it, we, the grotto recognizes that, respects it and understands it. And so, so yeah, we, that's, that's our version of day one holder utility. Yeah, you were here but when, you know, there was one test to buy a card and. No upfront fees. <laughs> yeah. Now, people who are have been here that whole time and done nothing but take, 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 we have some of those too. Okay. Guess what? They walk into the grotto. They've been here as long as those core like six, right? These guys pop into the Discord once every three months. Okay. Nobody's like, oh my God, where you been? We miss you. Oh my God, how are things? <laughs> They're not. Okay. You guys have a collective target on your backs from, you know, the, when, when the, the French Revolution comes to the grotto, you, it's not going to go well for you guys. <laughs> okay. Um, but that's just the nature of it. You know, they're, they're, they, you know, you fill in your forms. It's going to give you a little bit of a pass. But there are aspects of engagement that you're going to miss on. Um, but you're making those choices. For any of those people out there that, you know, have a large collection that's now just an art collection with no utility, if they were, you know, wanting to get back in at a participation level of free agent, does that require a swipe purchase or a 200 mint burn? Or how do they get back in? Well, yeah, so... If you've sold out of your swipe and you don't have your swipe, okay, then the and you were a former swipe holder and you want to come back in, you have to burn a 200 mint. 
Okay. A commemorative 200 ring. And if you don't have one, you got to go get one to do that. Okay. Now that grants you grotto verified access again. Okay. If you have not participated and you're not in free agents, you would need to declare yourself a free agent. Okay. Post your free agent fee in three penny. If you don't have any three penny, you get to go buy some. Very easy to do, right? Very simple. It's a, it's a tradable, you know, uh, coin. Just go and pick it up, buy it, use it. Um, you would find that you are welcomed and embraced and brought up to speed in a heartbeat, right? Um, if you want to be, if you're there and you want to do those things. It's, it's very well received. It's, it, we want that. We want everybody. All the prodigal sons should come home. Well, and we want to make this clear that it's only going to become easier to participate once Wallet Connect and all that stuff is there. And you might see a floodgate of people trying to buy their 200 mints, buy their swipes because it's easy to participate. Maybe get ahead of that a bit before it does become really easy. Um, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. Um, and a swipe is not a prerequisite to declare free agency, right? You can still be a free agent in the bleachers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and then if you are if you declare free agency during season, you're granted access to all LFGs. Okay, you're granted access to all se season drops. Okay, you don't have to worry about that, and you can use any of the utilities needed. In there the public cannot the public will get access to one entry on the wheel for public drop maybe yeah okay and so so yeah so that's it's one you know and that's look we have people who at some point in time hit on a public and got their first card and that's what started it. that's enough yeah that, i mean sometimes it's like a rush Especially if you're on the outside looking in, and you're like, "Oh, but I could earn holder utility on this for next season if I just became part of the game." Right. And so we we've had um, even on season nine, there were a couple, few I think hits on the public wheel who were not a part of the project. Most of them immediately flipped it for 100, 140 tests. Right. Um. It was the end of me allowing holders that hit the opportunity to get it. And the reason is the three that I found and reached out to and talked to, including Artie Hands, who is considered a top collector slash influencer, okay? And holds series two pieces from the beginning, right? But including Artie Hands, flipped them. All three of the people that I reached out and I said, hey, you hit your holder. You can send one Tez and you can get this. One of them sent their one Tez and the moment it hit their wallet, they accepted 120 Tez offer. So by my benevolence, an attempt to, to grant them something, though they don't care about it and they have zero interest and they've got no effort, right? They basically stole 120 Tez from a grotto member. Right, that's and you want to prevent it. that. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. Right. Um, so yeah, the the 
the transition into this was coming the same way the transition into the drop the, the drop mechanic for the season being dictated by engagement by participation and by utilization right all of those things at the beginning we just had to let people buy them i needed to get them out there you know we were talking the other day about it i i inflated some of the addition sizes to the detriment to, of the market at the time and to the detriment of, you know, you guys going, oh, number six X's. They're just dull answers. There's so many of them. They look trash. Get that 88. Yeah. What's all for 175 <laughs> yesterday? Right? How many are left? Oh, there's only 42 of them left. Out of right? 88 original men? Yeah. Okay. But not only that, they were six Tez maybe or something like that, right? But they were used like like chattel. They were just fucking trash. They're just thrown around, and people are like, "Ugh, you, you, ugh. I, I basically let you buy as many of them as you wanted, and people were like, ah, "I don't want those." Oh, to go because back time. It was early, right? It was like you guys didn't get it yet. There wasn't the the the, the understanding of the significance of any of those pieces. Okay, now. Yes, we have people come in that don't know anything, okay? But we have an infrastructure that tells them and teaches them and gets them there, okay? But we also have a majority of collectors who just understand you want, you want it. Something happened like nine months ago. I can remember there being um, base card sales for 20, 30 Tez. And something happened along the way where all of those got scooped up and we've never seen those prices ever again. And I can't put my finger on what happened. Well, it did, we actually did see them again in February, March. Okay. Maybe that's the time period I'm thinking of. But that's that. Yeah. So that's when, that's the last time we, there actually been these two times where there's sort of a crater in, in the market. And what it, what it was is, um, they both came at times that there was a resurgence in ETH projects. Uh, and you had people you had people just taking whatever profit they could from whatever to go chase the the you know anorexic antelopes. Okay. And so both of those play in there. And they actually both play in to to sort of smart money coming in to this project. Because what you had is people going, oh shit, these these things are steals. I'm just going to buy as many of them as I can. Chris Truman was really good at that. Uh, Crouton obviously is really good at that. Okay. Um, FOMO boy became very good at that. And, and so you have then in, in February, March, we smart money, new franchisors were coming. Right. I was already taking meetings with prospective owners. And I think they started to get it that, Oh, we're probably going to want to grab all these bargains meanwhile you had people who either were like this is getting too complicated i just want out or as sort of happened into that like may march into april dip that we had in the where they're like everything i have is is running out i i just need to get what i can i'll exit threesomes because i'm in the green on all of it right um we still see that today i mean there's still people that have have cards who barely engage in the project and just taking L after L after L on everything 
and then that day comes where they finally say their last goodbye to their last thing in their collection that's worth anything. You know, well, that's me. And the, those, those are the people that are never coming back because they're never going to be able to afford to come back yet. Right. That, and that's, uh, you are a broad exit strategy for anyone who dabbles in NFTs and has anything of yours. You're their last ditch effort to get some green out of it. Right. Exactly. And sometimes they have sadly, to take it. Yeah. Sometimes they got to take it. And sadly, sometimes they, they then run out and, you know, take a shot at one last other project. <laughs> I always hope I always hope this is the best for them. Um, I hope that that's their their big win. But and they come back. Well, it's too late when they come back usually. Yeah. Right. It's hard. It's hard to get back in at the prices when you come back, knowing you sold out below that. And it's never going to be that low again. I mean, I just I have dreams about why didn't I buy Diaconos for twenty tes a piece? And like maybe I was confused about team that team event cards were not actual base cards, but they are. I mean, those are NFT season, like series two cards for 20 Tez and people were just racking them up. Yeah. No, I, I mean, there's, you know, without going into to some strategies there, I would be appalled at times watching people offload team event cards. They talk. I mean, they were, they were the most you spent to get five of them was five tests. I remember right? getting multiples. I burned one right. of each one to get dotage. Right. Well, the most you spent was five tests to get five of the team you played for. Then there were things you could do. You could put some effort in. You could tweet. You could meme. You could do things like that. Or you could buy on secondary. So some people did buy on secondary, which gave them even more. Okay. So they spent. But people, people that were playing that those seven days got between nine and fourteen of whatever team they were playing for. Okay, the lowest one right now, the cheapest one is about one twenty-five. I mean, technically, I guess Ken Boyer uh, right now is dipped down to maybe eighty-five, ninety. Okay, but I got a sneaky one for seventy like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some there's some steals. Look, there's somebody exiting today, I think. Take 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 it off. You can tell, you can tell, you know, somebody who has like ten pieces, right? And all of a sudden, I see them sell, 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 like three pieces. And I go and I look, and I'm like, oh, those were the three that had offers on. Them. Well, believe me, it's not lost on people who are watching wallets like that, because you know, a little, little tidbit out there for people: if you see someone selling. I go and put offers on every other threesomes card that they have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. We're more than happy to get them the liquidity they're looking for. It's a great way to right. put it. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, I, I've said this. I, I'm never going to shame unless you're doing it in a spiteful and asshole way. If you're making, if you, if you think that you're, you're, you're doing it for mill intent, then you're probably going to catch a little flack back from me about it. Okay. A little, not much. I'm still, I'd rather tell you guys, like, why don't you go buy this shit? <laughs> right? Um, but, hey, good. You bought something for one and you're selling it for 60? Great. Do I think it's worth 150? Yeah. It, and it is. But make your money. I've never once been like, no, don't make money. Don't do that. Okay. 
there, there'll be a time more and more rare. Okay. But there were times early, especially when I'd be like, why are you doing that? And most of the time, because I know what everything is and I'm just kind of like, why are you shooting yourself in the foot? Like, is that the thing to do? Do you, do you need, and Hey, we know this. There were times where I, they're like, oh, I have a fucking emergency. I need it. Okay. How about I loan you that money? Okay. And you can, you know, you have a conversation with me and then things are better. And then you, and then you stick around. Why would That's you? That's the thing. I don't think a, people don't know how much of a benevolent leader you are, where it's like, just have a conversation with him. He'll figure it out. If you're like in a good standing and aren't doing anything spiteful or bad actory, then you'll help him out. Yeah. And also, I mean, let's be honest about bad actors, right? We just dealt with one, um, which makes it like the fifth ever. Yeah. We throw you it know? around a lot, but there's not that many. Yeah. We throw it around because we, we, we really keep them out. <laughs> we sense them. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, and it, it's, Ridding ourselves of them, okay, is a big part of galvanizing who we are as, as a group of friends and knowing that we're going to take care of each other, right? Protecting the good actors all around. It's like, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link, right? Right. And so, well, yeah, the, the, being a part of another project right now and watching it play out separately I'm like Jesus Christ! What percentage of people in these other projects are fucking assholes, like and have nothing but ill intent in, in mind? A lot. It's money driven, you know. It's it's all speculative trading, and it's not a community, a culture. It's and you feel that in every other Discord I've ever entered into. It's just people asking about when Moon, when Lambo, when's the drop happening. It's annoying. We should have. We should have t-shirts made because it's, I think it's very true on a lot of levels. I came for the 100X and I stayed for the friends. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> One thing that happened this week, and then I want to just touch on this before we wrap. Um, and I, you know, I put out a tweet and then, of course, I mentioned it in an LFG. A spark, you know, a, 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 an intimate LFG. So this is something that maybe a lot of of our uh, bleacher creatures and and a lot of our uh, our newer guys, right, um, might be hearing for the first time. But but yesterday I found out I was totally stunned by it, completely unexpected. Uh, that you know, as we know, the dot pigeon one was acquired by the Tezos permanent art collection, right? Um, but they they they've announced the first exhibition of the collection. Um, and they talked about this on a spaces last week, uh, Arthur Brightman, the founder, one of the founders of Tezos and, and Misan Harriman, who had been, uh, he's going to be transitioning out, but he's a part of putting the collection together. Right. And the plans are to have physical space and eventually, you know, a, a traveling exhibition. Right. Um, but the first one includes 31 pieces. And Dot Pigeon is in there. Dot Pigeon 001. Are you going to send them the physical to keep in rotation? Like, be the custodian no. of that? No, they didn't buy it. They can buy it at, at, at Sotheby's or Christie's at some point, and then they can do that. But for the no. exhibition, like to have it on display? No. 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 
for digital. They bought they bought one edition of the NFT. They you know, true. That's what that true. is. Yeah. No, 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 no. But um, it, it it came as a, as an utter surprise. I I I felt that I should be included in the Tezos program collection. I was not not miffed, but I was surprised it took them as long to buy as they did. Okay. Now, when they did buy, they certainly acknowledged and recognized by paying that price, you know, four times the other, the highest other price for an edition. Okay. Um, if you round me up from 9999 to 10,000, you know, there's three pieces that sold for 10,000, myself included, and then one that sold for 15. So it's one of the four top selling works and, and the highest by edition by far, right? So they came and they, they put their money where their mouth was to say this is an important piece. But I did not expect to be in the first exhibition. Like I, 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 if, if you had come to me and said, they're going to put 30 in, they're going to make 50 in, they're going to put 100 in. I may have said, well, I should be in there, but I'm not going to be. Um, and so this, this was one of those, it was very emotional for me yesterday when I saw that, because, um, it's one of those things where I really feel like they're seeing what this thing is, you know, um, and how important it is from a historical context, um, and from a, an inspirational context to the, to the chain. Right. You know, Neil Queen Jones yesterday said to me that I've done this, you know, on my terms. And I, I, I this entire project, um, you know, I did it on my own. I, obviously, I, I use we at all times that I talk about it. Like, I don't exist without the grotto. The, 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 the bringing this together and everything we talked about, these layers and layers and layers, that's what makes all this work. Right. But to get there, to lay that down, and to put that that together, I didn't have a single person saying, you know, this is the guy that you want to go chase. This is the guy. This you know, here's the guy I'll introduce you to at a platform. You know, this is the one. Get me out into every one of the the NFT media outlets. Okay, um, I didn't have it. It's it's entirely self-made I'm, and I'm extremely extremely proud of it um but to reach that height as being one of the very first 31 works exhibited as representative of this entire blockchain and this entire system, ecosystem of, of artwork remarkable and and it's um you know, it was fun to win the award last year. It was uh, it was nice to be you know purchased and included. It was nice to to get my nifty gateway drop. Right, those little things, those bits of recognition. Um, Great to be on that snifty. Uh, that's well, I was gonna you you just stepped on my punchline. I was gonna say other than my appearance on that snifty. <laughs> <laughs> This this is that that moment where, um, you know, I, it's it's a big deal for me, and it's that weird thing where I sent a tweet about it, I thanked them, 
And that's all I'm going to say about it. I'm putting it here on record for those that have the interest and want to know. No, right? But it's the it's a it's the big moment for me. And and dot pigeon means a lot in that horse historical context, like you were saying, like being on Tezos, which is what this is emblematic of, and looking at these ETH NFT artists as someone who would want to be immortalized in a baseball card because they're stars of their realm. And how you've you plucked these people out of the stars, immortalized them, and then you're one of them now. You know what I mean? It's like a kid's dream to collect baseball cards and then go play baseball at that level. And like, that's where we are now. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's, that's very well said, Kitch. Um, you know, it's very well said. And, and, and that's, I can't even top that. that you, just, you just nailed it. It's true, right? Um, and having been, having been a kid who decided very young that he was going to be a ball player, okay? And then becoming a ball player, right? Um, you know, I decided last April <laughs> that I was going to be a famous NFT artist. I okay. did it, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, I did. And, and, and at the same time, the things that I gave up as a nine-year-old decided, it's so funny that you don't, I don't think I've ever talked about this. Maybe I referenced it once, but I was not a baseball player until I was nine. Before I was nine, most most kids start playing baseball very young, and then you know go through all of those those steps. I first picked up a baseball bat when I was eight, but I was a bowler. I was a I was the state champion bowler. Okay, John those Candy. Ages. Yeah, that was that was my shit. Okay, very serious about it. And my bowling partner had a teammate, right? And he was like, "Hey, I'm playing little league. Come sign up." And I was like, "All right, I'll go do that." And so I did at, at eight, okay? And I played a T-ball at eight and then nine. And by nine, turned out I was really good at it. And by 10, I quit bowling. I hung them up. I walked away, right? And I did so to just, in ways that weren't happening back then, focus 100% of my life on this game of baseball, playing it, reading about it, um, you know, living it out. And at nine years old is where that started, where I had made that transition. And I started reading all this shit and living it out. And this is what I talk about where I'm all in my head and making up this league and making all this stuff happen. Right. But doing that and doing this seriously as I did. Okay. Like I didn't, I didn't have friends. I didn't like, I had friends that played baseball with me, but even there, I was setting out to be the best baseball player. You know, I was, I was focused on that. I didn't, you know, I was just very singularly focused, but I, I gave up all these things through childhood and adolescence and all of that to become a ball player um, that I didn't have this amazing social life. I didn't have many friends, you know, I, I managed to get ladies to sleep with me. Okay. But they did so knowing that they were never going to be more than second place to baseball. <laughs> like that was the rule. Like, okay. It's just every, every high school relationship. I mean, I had a couple, but my, the high school relationships and college and everything. Yeah. You're more than welcome to sleep with me when I have, when I'm not playing baseball. 
and not thinking baseball and not reading baseball and not practicing baseball and not living baseball, right? Go ahead. Enjoy those 45 minutes a day, every day. Don't get me wrong. But I gave up all these things that most people got to do. I didn't build this amazing network. In fact, I was even talking to somebody in the grotto about this the other day um, where you know, they played uh, college sports and, and had this amazing camaraderie with, with their play. I was so singularly obsessed. I was not well-liked on my college team. I was not like, well-liked on any of my teams <laughs> because I just I didn't care about any of the other shit. I just wanted to play baseball. Okay, But as a result, now I get to put all of this together and have that same focus and that same singular drive, but to pepper in the greatest group of friends that I could ever possibly imagine. Yeah, the social aspect that was missing early on. Yeah. It's, it, it's I get to, to live in that world I created as a nine-year-old. I get to be a superstar the way I was, but now I'm like a benevolent, you know, approachable, loving superstar, okay? You <laughs> like, yeah, because I was an asshole as a, as a ball player. Because I thought that's what I had to be, right? I thought I just like, didn't have time for that shit all the time. I was like, I was already a forty-year-old man. I was just dismissive of everything, right? But I didn't have fun. I didn't have like friends. I didn't have all this. And now I have the best fucking time. You know, we played poker last night. It was just so much goddamn fun. And I got ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, we got a couple players in the grotto who will eat your fucking lunch in front of you, okay? But it's still, we're just happy to fucking hang out and play with them, right? I mean, we, we're we talking about Miami this week with Retro, right? We're talking about getting together. Can't come fast enough to go hang and be together and live this out, you know? Every day I get to talk to you guys. There's not a day that's gone by in 450 days where I'm not talking to them. And, and so, so to have that and to have reached a very high level of it, it's, it's, it's a special time. And, and I feel that, that this project is, is getting it. You know, we've got people who, who are understanding this is a lot more than silly baseball cards. What an ending. I don't even want to bring up the other topics I had, you know, like Fosog's round two coming out, the award yep. show. By the way, Bleacher Creature of the Year needs to be an award. Yeah, I think so. I agree. I agree. Yeah, we're going to work it through. There's a lot of a lot of learning we did in season nine going in season 10. Season 10 is going to be awesome. I can't um, wait. And we'll, can't yeah, wait. we'll get there soon. Thank you, Kitch. Uh, nice hanging out. Thanks for just letting me sort of just talk about the great things we got going on. In this Hell yeah, man. And how much longer is the free agency window open? Until season 10 starts. Oh, so, okay. So it's just that uh, the amount changes. Yeah. So we've got, yeah, the, the amount changes day by day by, based on the value of three. Yeah. So if you want to play, go into that channel, find out how much it costs to, to declare free agency and do it. Yeah, exactly. And if you've got any questions, just hit up somebody. Just ask in the bleachers. You know, that's what that's what we're there for. Somebody will walk you through it. All right. Thanks, Kitch. See you next yep. week. Enjoy your Labor Day.